0: Jasmine, and I would like to introduce you to my guest co-host for this episode, Omena Boachi.
1: Hi, Jasmine. Thank you so much for having me. I'm extremely excited to be on the show. Hello UX, a user-focused podcast aimed to help those pivoting into UX design.
0: We're here to empower designers and help those transitioning into the UX field by providing education, resources, and a platform to talk about their experiences. Thank you for joining us today for our episode, In the Trenches. Chronicles of a UX Boot Camper Some of you may be considering attending an immersive boot camp, an intense three-month commitment that will cause you to really focus and perhaps cut you off of all your available free time. Today, you will hear first-hand experience of my guest co-host, Omena Boachi. She will detail what a day-to-day looks like for her, and she will also share some of her coping mechanisms for stress. Like we mentioned before in our opening statement, at Hello UX, we want to use our platform to share the first-hand experiences of our listeners. We want to share the experience of others like you, who are going through the same path with the expectation of bringing you more insight to a major life-changing decision that you are about to make. I met Omena a few months back when she reached out to me because she was thinking of applying to the Adobe Digital Academy. Omena, please share with our listeners your background and your journey into UX design.
1: So I'm originally from London, England. And I've been in New York for a while now, but I was, yeah, I was raised in London. I went to London College of Fashion and my background is in fashion journalism and styling. Um, so most recently I was writing for InStyle magazine and last year is when I actually decided to transition into UX design, but I'll, I'll go back. So I'll take you through the steps. So my background is in fashion journalism and styling. I was born and raised in London and I moved to New York a few years ago so I went to London College of Fashion and whilst I was at university we were given the option to do an internship in our last year and at that time um, I used to actually come to New York and the New Jersey every summer for a number of years because I have family here. And every time I came, I I loved America. I was literally like, when I finished university, I want to live in America. So for my internship, whilst I was at university, I um, literally emailed every magazine you can think of that's in New York. And I just said to them, you know, that I'm a student at London College of Fashion. And I would love to intern with their magazine. Um, And, you know, some people said, no, we don't, you know, we don't take people from abroad. Unfortunately, a few magazines got back to me. So In Touch Weekly got back to me, In Style got back to me. I believe Essence magazine got back to me. Um, And fortunately, I actually ended up interning with In Style. And it was an absolutely amazing experience. I just loved it. I loved working in New York. I loved the diversity that I saw in New York. I loved, um, I just loved the way the magazines operated, Um, so following my internship, I went back to London, and honestly, I was sad to leave, (laughs) I was sad to just leave the city, and I decided that after university, I would want to move back to America, so again, I was in the process of um, emailing people again, and this time, I was asking for a job, so I emailed around several places, different um, magazines, different broadcast shows that show fashion. Um, and I just basically said, you know, I've graduated with a degree in fashion journalism and do they have any opportunities? And fortunately CBS, the early show, they got back to me and they said um, that they had a position for an internship and I interned with them for a while. And then they offered me a position as a fashion assistant. So I was assisting there on the show with the fashion producer and I was there for a couple of years and then um I decided that I wanted to move more over into styling so I started assisting Freddie Lieber who's a celebrity stylist um and he starred everyone from Diana Ross to Beyonce to all these fabulous people. Oh, He's wow. an amazing guy. Then yeah I started assisting him which was such an amazing experience. So I met a number of celebrities. We worked for a number of big brands. And then um, after that, I fortunately was offered um, to sign with an agency. So I was offered a position with an agency. And how it works is when you're a stylist, the agency will get you work with different clients. So I had the opportunity to work with Macy's, to work with Bloomingdale's, to work with Amazon, to work with all these different clients and do shoots for them. And then about three years ago, I decided that I wanted to move back into journalism. So I contacted InStyle and um, I started working there. I started um, writing again, which has been great. And then last year, the world turned upside down. Of course, <laughs> and, uh, yes. And then I started thinking, you know, what else? So, so I was stuck at home. I was working remotely initially at the time. And I started thinking, you know, what do I want to do with myself going forward? You know, shoots aren't happening. and Because of the nature of shoots, you know, you have to be very close to people. So there were no shoots happening last year. So I wasn't able to do that through the agency. Um, and so I started thinking, you know, what are my other interests? What would I want to pivot into if I was to go into another field? And tech has always been an area that's a big interest to in me. I've been a techie since I was a young person. Um, so yeah, I started thinking about tech. And at the time, and another thing I love is food, so I love cooking.
0: <laughs> and at the time,
1: during quarantine, I had I had loads of time. I had loads of time on my hands, so I started cooking more and I started trying out different recipes. And I started sharing them on Instagram. And I noticed that a lot of my male friends, they were cooking as well. And we used to swap recipes and swap images of what we were making. And so then I decided to myself, actually, let me start a separate Instagram page purely for the things that I'm making and the um, food that I'm showing on Instagram. So I started a separate page and I called it My Man Can Cook. And on this page, I showcased things that I was making and things that some of my male friends were making. And a lot of the guys were like, why don't you start like a website and like make a site and then we can upload pictures and stuff like that. I was like, okay, that sounds cool. So I looked into how I wanted to build a site, you know, what it should look like. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I stumbled upon UX and all its principles. I was like, okay, how am I going to make this site engaging? How am I going to make men want to come onto this site? Um, what should the site navigation be? What should the, um, the headers be at the top of the site? So I started reading more and more. And I think the more I read about UX, um, the more intrigued I became. I was like, oh my God, I, I love, you know, creating something for a user. I love the principles of this. Um, I love the research behind it. And I love the fact that you can create something um, that has the user in mind.
0: The website that you created, My Man Can Cook. Was that your first attempt into ever creating a website?
1: Yeah, that was my first attempt. Um, And that's why I was so keen to read more about creating a website and what it entailed and what goes into it. Um, So,
0: yeah, that's what kind of led me to UX. I would like to ask you, these different roles that you've had and skills obtained prior... How have they helped you transition into UX design?
1: What made me think, oh, do you know what? I think actually I want to pivot into UX and I think this works perfectly with my journalism skills. I'm able to bring my research, I'm able to bring my interviewing skills, I'm able to bring my creativity from fashion. You know, I'm extremely detail orientated. I think you have to be that for, um, you know, to do product design. So I was like, okay, I'm able to carry all these skills over. So I feel like this could actually be a perfect fit. Um, so then I started looking at different courses, um, and different places that I could apply. And obviously I wanted somewhere, um, for me, I wanted somewhere that was reputable because, um, right. you know, I want a job after. Mm-hmm. So that was actually important for me. So, um, I started researching I came across general assembly. Um, and I loved the program. The sounds of the syllabus sounded great. Um, what I didn't love was the price. Right. <laughs> um,
0: right. I think it's a big it, steep yeah. for a lot of us. Yes.
1: Uh, it, it, was quite expensive and I you know I couldn't afford to pay for that at the time um, so I started looking at different programs and different um, scholarships that were being offered um, and then I came across Adobe Digital Academy um, mm-hmm. and I actually applied for that and um, I had to do a case study and um, fortunately I was offered the position for the academy which has truly been a blessing and um, yeah so that's, that's basically brings me to now so the academy started in January And um, what month are we in now, March? I've been on the academy for about five weeks now. And so I'm halfway through. And yeah, that's where I am.
0: (laughs) You've been doing the immersive training. So that is very long hours. Monday through Friday and so I know how intense it can be. What transition have you had to make from being and the work process that you do as a fashion stylist and now transitioning to UX designer? Are there any shifts that you had to do mentally? So I think there's a lot of similarities
1: um, in the sense that with styling I was styling the user in a way that conveyed their character and their personality so I had to analyze this. I had to think about what they like I had to think about what they dislike. And this could have been anything from colors um, to a style of shoe, um, to pain points about an item of clothing. Um, So I had to think of that. And I think in UX, it's again, very similar. So you start by doing your research and you have to, you know, what are the habits? What are the behaviors of the user? What are their pain points? And you have to keep all of this in mind as you're going through the design process. And so I think that's similar to um, styling in that
0: sense. Right, and so when it comes to working in a group, does the same thing happen? And when you when you're a fashion stylist, do you have to come in you know in consensus with a whole group of where it could go next?
1: Um, so yeah, so with okay. styling, you work in teams. So there's the photographer, there's the artist, there is the art director, and um, you'll all come to. There'll be a brief. So the client might say, we want the shoot to be all about red. So the model should be wearing red, the shoe should be red, the makeup should have elements of red. Um, And so that's where you agree. So you agree on the brief. But then in terms of what the model was wearing, in terms of the styling aspect, that was my job. So I would always have kind of the final say on, on the aspects of styling within that brief um, and so I think that's what's slightly different from um, UX. In UX, you're having to collaborate as a team and you're even every, basically nearly every decision is made as a team. Um, and that was nice because I like the idea of, you know, about some ideas of creativity with other people. And so I actually, I think I've actually enjoyed that aspect of working with people.
0: Awesome. Okay, everyone. So many of you might be wondering, what does it look like to be an immersive UX boot camper? And I'm glad you asked. We're going to go ahead and take a listen to A Day in the Life of an Immersive Boot Camper.
1: Hi, hello UX. My name is Omena Obwachi and today I'm going to be giving you a bit of a walkthrough through my day. Um, So at the moment it's 7 a.m. Eastern Time and I've just woken up. Um, i'm about to have a shower usually before i have a shower i listen to um, a daily devotional from my church and it's just kind of um confessions for the day so i tend to listen to those whilst i'm in the shower and then i'll begin to get ready for my day so now i'm just about to have my breakfast before i start the class um so as you're probably aware most While most classes, I think, nationwide are remote. For the um, class that I attend at General Assembly, it is actually remote, so it's nine to five every day. Well, it ends up being about nine to 4.30 every day. And then between 12 and one, we have a lunch break. So I'm just about to sign on to my computer. And in the morning, they um, they do the teachers make a few announcements. And then there's a show and tell. So we're given the schedule at the beginning of the week. Um, one student will share about you know something that they want to tell the class about themselves or their lives or you know anything new that they've learned about UX um so today um I have one of my friends actually is doing her show and tell and um yeah I'm interested to see what she shares So we've just finished this morning's lecture, um, which was on doing a competitive analysis. So the lecturers were talking about how to do a competitive analysis for our upcoming project. Um, We're actually working in groups at the moment. I'm in a group of four. And we had to come up with um, a product. So the the goal of the study is to produce a product um, in a space that we find. um, And so we're actually just in the process of kind of thinking about what space we want to produce a product for. Um, where we want to do more research um, so my friend show and tell was great it went really well she showed us actually um, a shirt that had been signed by Kobe Bryant for her boyfriend um, so that was really nice um, so yeah I'm just about to have my lunch I'm trying to think what to have so we only have an hour so I usually just have um, something quite quick um, today I think I'm just gonna have a quick salad and um, yeah I just kind of use this time just to step away from the computer because it can be a bit draining being at the computer all day so I tend to have my lunch away from the computer um, and make a few phone calls like I tend to call my family on my lunch break because they're actually in London so they are five hours ahead of New York time Um so I tend to do a few catch-up calls speak to friends and yeah So I finished my lunch and this afternoon we have studio time, which is a time that they allow on some days when you have a big assignment due. They'll give studio time, which is time aside from lecture time where you can just actually work on your project during the day. So we actually have that now from one till 4.30 we're able to work in our groups on our project and so what we're doing at the moment we're um, working on competitive analysis so we're trying to look at competitors um, for the idea that we thought of um, and we're just going through the app store and seeing what's out there at the moment and then we'll look into how we can compare the features. So it's the end of the day. We've just finished our end of day check-in every day at 4:30. We have to sign back on into the class. Depending on what we were doing, sometimes maybe we actually still have a lecture that ends at 4:30. In today's case, we were working in groups, so we're required to go back online into the class at 4:30, and we just do an end of day. So I think that's just um checking in, telling us what will be happening tomorrow, um seeing if anyone has any questions. So we've actually just finished that. I'm completely exhausted. Um, but I've actually got um, a few zoom calls that I need to do I feel like I have a zoom call every day these days um, but yeah I have a few zoom calls that I have to do and um, a few networking events that I need to attend so I'm actually excited to attend today's one it's the first tech networking event um, that I'll be going to and it's organized by Hopin um, so yeah I'm looking forward to that and I'm looking forward to meeting people there. I'm online at this virtual event, it's been really interesting so far actually it's been quite enjoyable so it's uh, they have different platforms which is good so they have a main stage where you can hear different speakers they have different breakout rooms where you can hear different companies so actually they have snapchat airbnb ebay and amazon here along with a few other companies so they have different people from their companies speaking about their work day and how working life is within the company so i was just listening to that and um i also went to the one-on-one rooms where you can speak to different recruiters which was fun it was actually a bit like speed dating so different recruiters from different companies and just people people in different roles were passing through and you could just ask them questions about the company they work for and just ask them you know generally about the the community in the company and any questions you had um so which is good and it was set to three minutes so with each person rolling in and out we had three minutes to speak to them um, and I actually really enjoyed that it was nice to get to see a variety of people and see what they had to say about where they work and connect with them so I'll probably go on and connect with them a few of them on um, LinkedIn now and um, yeah I think I'm going to listen to a bit more of the events and then I might actually call it a day we'll see how it goes I finished up at the event which was fun um after that I went to do some of my assignment we had some group homework that I need to complete for tomorrow so I worked on that for a bit and um during that time I also had my dinner I kind of had to try and cram everything in today it's been a busy day and um yeah now I'm off to bed um I'm gonna get ready for tomorrow and yeah that was my day so it tends to be it t- tends to be kind of back to back you're on com- the computer for a lot of the day like I'm literally staring at the screen I had to actually buy an anti-glare screen to cover my laptop because I felt like my eyes were hurting from staring at the screen all day um, but due to this remote learning I am actually at the computer all day nearly every day because once I finish then I'm doing assignments on my computer um, I'm speaking to people on Zoom on my computer so um, I try and take a break and try and get a bit of rest for my eyes from time to time throughout the day and um, yeah that was my day I don't know how interesting that was Um, it's not the same as seeing it but I hope you got a bit of a drift for um, life in a boot camp how how it's going for me at the moment
0: so right now as you were talking about your day having to sit in front of the computer that is tough I remember when I went through my boot camp was still in person so pre-covid And so we were able to get up and they would encourage us if we wanted to either stay there in the classroom or go look for a place there within building. At that time, our classes were held at WeWork. And so WeWork offices are like really nice. And we were able to get a nice cup of coffee, flavored water, go to the terrace out in the sun for lunch. We would probably um, join someone else for lunch at a nearby restaurant. And so it was a lot of being able to step away from the work there in front of you how are you dealing with this aspect of having to be there in front of your computer
1: um to be honest it's been hard and I think it's hard due to the workload so you're kind of like oh you know I want to go outside and do this or I want to go to dinner with my friends but I've got work to do um so it's trying to draw a balance um I don't have I'll be honest I don't have much of a social life at the moment there's just not time Um, But I do try and maybe take a walk, um, sometimes during the day. I do definitely try and step away from my computer at lunchtime. You know, there can be the tendency to want to continue to work, but I think it's really important to take breaks. Um, and uh, for me I think speaking on the phone, Like I, I, I'm a bit of a chatterbox as you can tell um, so it really helps just to catch and take take during my breaks I'm usually just on the phone talking to friends or catching up with my family
0: How correctly, part of the GA bootcamp curriculum focus is to help you job ready once you finish the bootcamp, so a lot of emphasis is placed on your resume and making sure your LinkedIn profile is up to date so a whole revamp of these two As I was listening to your day, you know you ended up networking, how are are these working out for you?
1: Um, well, actually, that was my first tech networking event. So I hadn't been
0: to, oh, okay. yet, so
1: I hadn't been to any prior to that. Um, and actually, it was a fabulous experience. I really liked the way they set it up. As, um, as I was saying in the recording, you know, they had a main stage where they had different prominent speakers. They had a virtual room where you could have a one-on-one with different recruiters. Um, and they just had different people speaking about their experiences and working in tech. So I actually really enjoyed that. Um, but networking, I think, in general, for me, I've I've never been um, a big networker. I think um, okay. <laughs> I've realised I've come to realise that it's extremely important. But I think um, being English, um, when you just would walk up to someone and say hi, what's your name? What do you do? I think it would be considered rude. Um, so when I moved mm. here, and people would be like, I would go to a bar or something, and before they even really. Um, got to know anything they would say what do you do and so I was a bit taken aback um, but I think I, okay. I've become used to it and I realize why people do it and I've realized how useful it can be Um, but it took a while for me to get used to that and get into the big
0: networking scene. Well that is so interesting okay so take note everyone if you ever go to the UK don't just walk up to someone and ask them what they do for a living rude <laughs> <laughs> This will end our first half hour conversation. Come back and we'll continue our conversation with Omena. And now, a word from our sponsor. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. We'll now continue our conversation with my special guest co-host, Omena Boach. It's been two years since my immersive bootcamp experience. It was fast-paced, and I remember that it would take up all of my free time um, even weekends. Luckily, I had the support of my husband and kids. By the time I would get home, my husband, he had dinner ready. It's okay, we had spaghetti for the whole week. That's what he could do. <laughs> and I did not judge him for it, yeah. <laughs> and my kids were good as far as like being able to pick for themselves. So that way they knew that mom was not gonna be able to come home, pick up their mess. So with that, who makes up your support circle at the moment, I Amina? Mean? Um, I
1: would say my friends and family. Um, although my family are in the UK I think they've been amazing and I think that's also because of technology, technology has allowed them to be amazing because we're always FaceTime, FaceTime and we're always speaking on, you know, WhatsApp and different apps and it almost feels like they're present, it literally feels like they're sitting with me here when I talk to them and I talk to them every day and also my friends have been in great support you know, they're, they're the people that I'm interviewing for my user research and <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're really helping me I'm like okay can I send you this question I think you would be perfect and then they're like you know they help me with my project they ask how it's going Um, and they tell me to take a break sometimes and sometimes you need to hear that like my sister will be like you just need to go to sleep even if it's for like 20 minutes just like step away from the work you're tired you just need to stop for a moment Um, and it helps and I think that's what's important you really sometimes need a support circle around you especially when you're going through something as intense as an immersive course a boot camp You know the workload is a lot, so it really helps to have a support circle.
0: Yes, yes, it does. It is stressful. So when you feel you're at that point where you're feeling the stress, you know what are the coping mechanisms that you do in order to alleviate this?
1: Step away. (laughs) (laughs) Step away. If it's if I'm stressed because I'm not figuring something out, or I'm just trying to do something and it's just getting too much, um, I take a break and I just kind of recollect my thoughts think about what I'm trying to do with a clear mind, and then I come back to it. And usually you'll find that like your mind is kind of cleared and it just literally was the fact that you were staring at something for far too long. Um, so I think it really helps to take a break. Also, I've been trying to say to myself recently that I want to have at least one day off a week because I found at the very beginning I was working all day, every day. Um, So now, even if I'm working really late, like on a Saturday, I'll say to myself, I want to have Sunday off. And sometimes it doesn't happen. You know, sometimes it's not realistic. I've just got too much work to do. But when I can, I try and say, "Okay, I'm going to work really hard on Friday. I'm going to work really late on Saturday. And I'm going to have even if it's, you know, half of Sunday. I just want a few hours where I'm not doing anything.
0: Nice. I think what also would help me is just to think like, "Okay, only five more weeks left. Okay, only four more weeks left. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've,
1: I've actually been saying to myself that I actually need to put up a calendar, and as I go through, I'm going to cross off each week because I think that actually brings excitement. I'm like, okay, I've got for it. There's only five left. <laughs> and I think. Right. Also help
0: <laughs> now, Omena, any tips or advice that you would like to share with others?
1: I think if you're thinking about going into a UX design boot camp particularly i would just say um learn what the figure out what the syllabus is see if you can get a copy of the syllabus beforehand on the curriculum and what they're going to be teaching you and as much as you can if you have time you know take time to start reading up about these things um, to get a bit of knowledge so that when you when you actually start doing them in the class it's not necessarily the first time you're hearing it it's almost the second time but it's kind of imprinting on your brain because you're like oh actually yeah i kind of read something like that and i'm not saying cr- go crazy i'm not saying like teach yourself the whole course um, but i'm just saying just familiarize yourself and maybe see what they're going to be teaching you i think another key thing is to learn the tools so see what um what tool they're expecting you to know in class so in my case and in most schools i think now it's usually figma sketch or adobe XD, and um, there's similarities between each each of the um, tools so i think it's important to kind of master one so get to know one kind of familiarize yourself if you have time with one of the tools and i would say practice your time management like just make sure you have time and realize that it's going to be intense just realize that you may not have your weekends. You may not have some of your evenings. So when that happens, don't allow it to come as a shock. Um, and maybe even beforehand, you don't tell your friends that I'm going to be doing this course for three months. Um, so just to let you know that I might not be able to see you every weekend. <laughs> you know,
0: uh, Right, right.
1: Important. You have to realize that this course does take a lot of time. Um, it does take a lot of energy, um, but it's only for three months. And that's what I think I specify, that it's only for three months. It's not the rest of your life. Um, so I think it's important to know that in going into it um, it's important to put your all into the course uh, because it's, it's over before you know it You know, I've got five weeks left and that's literally half of the course now and it almost feels like I started yesterday um, so in that saying that I'll almost be ending tomorrow I'm sure by the time I'll, end, right. I'll be like oh my god um, but yeah no it's only for three months I would say give it your best shot um, it's enjoyable it's hard but it does get enjoyable um, and you meet some great people. Like although it's remote, I've met people from all over America, which I've enjoyed, and it's been nice. And you'll meet these people, and they'll, you know, they'll become your friends for life because you're all kind of going through the same thing. Like some of them will be your work colleagues, um, and it's nice to have people to be able to reach out to who know about UX as well and who have been through what you're going through.
0: Yes, and I would like to add. When Omena reached out to me initially, I thought it was very clever. She reached out to me through LinkedIn, and she wanted to know more about the Adobe Digital Academy. And so we did meet. And she had her notebook ready to write down any of the things that I recommended to her. We even went through your application, you know, as far as the questions, your, your responses. And I kind of gave you feedback on some of those. And so I would like to add if any of you want to know more about a program, just make sure to reach out to someone that's been through it before because they will be able to give you insight into something that they've been through it personally and maybe give you some tips that's going to help you along the way.
1: Yeah, and can I add that um, I was actually um, extremely grateful for the tips Jasmine gave me. And I think, yeah, as she was saying, it is important to, you know, use your own initiative and reach out to people who have done it before. Um, And even still now, you know, I'm reaching out to people in the working world and I'm asking them to sort of learn more about their design team and more about what they do. And And it's just that curiosity, you know, I'm keen to learn, I'm keen to learn more. Um, So yeah, I think if you're thinking about a UX design course, I think definitely reach out to people who have gone to the school before you and just ask them, you know, what should you expect? What does the syllabus cover? Um, Because I think that's important to know before you start.
0: Going through an immersive bootcamp is not easy. Be ready to adjust your life to revolve around the duration of this event. But the good news is that it is doable and with special planning, it won't be as hard
1: immersive boot camps are fun and they can be life changing I think just realize that they are hard you are going to have to put in a lot of work but remember that there's um, a big reward at the end and that is being able to pivot into another career so yeah I would just say put your all into it
0: well this wraps up episode 2 in the Trenches, Chronicles of a UX Bootcamp. This season, our theme is inclusion and diversity, and we're committed to bring you diverse voices throughout the year. We'll continue to have conversations around topics that are important to emerging UX designers, but with an emphasis on how these in particular affect underrepresented minorities in tech. Omena, if someone wants to reach out to you, where can they find you?
1: My social media for my Instagram is omena, the style, S-T-Y-L-E, link, L-I-N-K. And I'm happy for you to reach out to me if you have any questions about UX, if you have any questions about fashion, if you have any questions about New York, I'm happy for you to reach out.
0: Don't worry if you weren't able to jot these down. We'll be sharing Omena's social media handles on our social media platforms.
1: Before we leave, I would like to invite you to like us and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. We would like to invite you to join Hello UX community group page on Facebook. Check out our YouTube channel and don't forget to subscribe.
0: If you would like for us to cover a specific topic or you're dying to give us feedback, send us a message via our social media channels or send us an email to info at hello ux.design. I'll repeat, info at hello ux.design. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast available on all major streaming platforms. And now a word from our sponsor. Shout out to our sponsor, Overflow Digital, a digital agency specializing in all your professional website needs. We aim to create dynamic websites that will positively impact your business, meeting you at the crossroads of data, design, Marcom, and UX. Omena will now close our episode with these parting words.
1: And um, so I think my part in motivational. Um, would be that so I'm a Christian and I've grown up in church and one of the things that I rely on and that I find um, inspiration from is the Bible and I think one of the scriptures that I particularly like and that has really helped me during this time is Proverbs 3 verse 5 to 6 which says trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And I think for me, um, it completely has been trusting God to direct my path. Even, you know, in thinking about what I would choose to study next. um, You know, I prayed about it and I was trusting God to direct me to something. And he has done that. So, yeah, for me, I think it would just be that scripture and trusting in God to direct me as to where I'm going next. Beautifully
0: said. Okay, y'all. See you next time. Adios. Bye bye.